Welcome to the Selling Without Steve's podcast with me, Sarah Jolly Jarvis. I'm here to share with you real life stories from high performing salespeople and business owners, as well as my own insights and learnings around what's working well right now in the sales world, telling things like it is without the sleaze. To kick off today, I just wanted to share a super quick win. Just over a month ago now, we launched the podcast, so it had its official launch and there was three episodes put out in one go. And then after that, it's been weekly. Well, Saturday just gone, marked our thousandth download. So in the first month of releasing the podcast, so the Selling Without Sleep podcast, we've had over a thousand people download the episodes. And today, this is episode 10. So what am I going to be talking around today? This conversations all this week, it seems to go like this, that you're like, oh, you know, it seems to be that there's a pattern. So you have conversations with people and you're like, I keep seeing the same thing. Everyone seems to be having the same problem this week. And that problem in the conversation has been around focusing on your ideal customer and being timely in the way that you sell to them. So after my challenge, I've got loads of new recruits onto the academy and I've been working with them with their onboarding session, so it's been super busy. So I have been having lots of opportunities to have conversations with people who, you know, they've 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 flagged up the fact that they're not performing as they want to with their sales, hence they're working with me. So I've been working through with them, looking at where their business is at, where they want it to be and what's their current practices. And what's become really apparent with conversations are actually two things. There's been two major themes throughout this and it's been pricing yourself correctly and focusing on your customer and how you make that customer feel and and being timely in your sales process. So being, you know, being sympathetic to where your customer is currently at, um, you know, what's acceptable, what's forwards, what's a bit sleazy. So it's been a really great opportunity to, to work with these people. Um, definitely, I want to be, want to work with you on the uh, sales side of things and the pricing side of things with sales. And so I'm going to be getting an expert in to help us around the money mindset and asking for price and tr- really troubleshooting if price is your problem, if you're struggling to talk around price, then you know what you can do to improve that. But this week, I want to talk around the... I thought it was useful if we would talk around actually the process. So when to approach somebody, how to approach somebody so that you can be thinking, uh, actually, how do I make my customers feel? What sort of feeling do I leave them with? What's my approach like? I tend to make a comparison on a regular basis to dating. So, you know, the idea of jumping in people's DMs, I, I really can't stand it. I find it you know, really presumptive it's on your agenda. It's not helpful, um, particularly when you're looking at the social platforms. So Facebook, it's not what's expected. LinkedIn, people are there. Their expectation is, is that it's more for business. And so some people find it more palatable. Personally, I don't and I don't like it. But you know, it is it is more tolerated there, and and you can get places with that because people understand. You know, you're pretty much there with your met- met- metaphorical suit on, um, networking and getting to know people. On the flip side of that, on social platforms, which is where you can do a lot of selling, which is more sort of interrupt selling. People aren't necessarily going there to buy things. Um, is that 
it's 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 more like pitching at a dinner party so <laughs> when people talk about an elevator pitch i talk around a dinner party pitch so what would you say to somebody if you had the time if you had the opportunity to be sat next to them you know you've got them as a bit of a captive audience for a while what would you tell them about your business that gets people in the, the thought process of it not having to be i'm going to shout features and benefits at this person until something sticks um probably just features actually um because i've got a finite limited time with them you know nowadays you don't have that limited time in the same way because you can contact them you have got other touch points that you can go off that has its pros and cons in itself but at the end of the day it does mean that you don't have to talk at somebody for a a, you know a short period of time to get your point across because that's the only opportunity you're going to get Um, if you mess it up and you're too in their faces and you're too pushy then it probably will be the last time but that's not because the resources aren't there so when I make the metaphor of dating, um, people do tend to get it. You know, if you think about who you're with now, okay, so if you're married, you know, your husband or wife, if you were to have proposed to them on the first date, then what do you think they would have said? It's too forwards for people. You know, it puts you off. They're not going to say yes. For most people, that would be a real like, you know, red flag and think, blimey, what's, what's wrong with this person? Because you're not being picky. You're not being selective. They haven't got to know you. And yet you're suggesting that, you know, you make a big commitment to each other. Now, dropping into somebody's DMs before they've even acknowledged you or maybe they've, you know, just accepted your connection is a little bit like proposing to somebody who you've just about made eye contact with across a room. Yeah, you're not selective, you're not picky, you're not valuing anything, you're not looking into things and determining am I really the right person for them, then you're just straight in for the kill. And, you know, it might be that you're right and that that person does need what you want, but you're not going to have convinced them because they're not going to have been heard by you. You're not going to have listened to what they've got to say um, or you haven't even found out anything about them to, to make sure that your product or service would work for them. So I think it's really important when you're thinking around your relationship with your customer and building those relationships with your customer that you think about how you make them feel. Okay, people remember how you made them feel. Uh, if, they make you, if you make them feel awkward, for instance, you know, you've always got that one awkward person who you're like, oh no, if I get talking to them, I'm going to be stuck in a corner for hours and they're going to, you know, metaphorically put you in a corner and talk at you and you don't want that. Um, and so as soon as you see that person, you're like, quick, you know, look busy. And you don't want people to have that impression of you. You know, they do, you do remember, people do remember how you made them feel. So bearing that in mind when it comes to your customer, how do you want your customers to feel with each interaction that you have with them, particularly in the early stages, particularly in the dating phase? You know, what is their, what is the lasting impression you want to leave? Are you wanting to push them along the, the sales and the decision making process quickly or can you take your time? Now, if somebody's having to work with you one on one, then that decision is likely to take a little bit longer. It's likely to be high ticket. And so they're going to want to get to know you. They're going to want to remind you that a little bit more before you get into a position where you commit to them. So it is very, very much like dating. To kind of take that one step further, um, I was talking to a client and they were saying around how they feel kind of sidelined. So rather than asking, you know, can you give me a quote or can you suggest how much it'd be to work with you? They're wanting to know how, who you'd suggest to use within your industry. Now, obviously that can be really frustrating and you're just like, where, where did I go so wrong? And actually you can again relate that to the, the dating scenario. So, you know, if you've 
been having nice chats with people but they haven't developed into business so if you've gone into a conversation and you haven't had a plan so top tip there have a plan of what you want to get out of that conversation what end point do you want from it if you have clarity and you have a focus in a conversation, then that fo- that conversation tends to then have focus. That person then experiences a more business structured, focused conversation. It doesn't mean you can't be your normal self. It doesn't mean that you can't have you know general chit chat, but it does mean that there's a point to it and there's a, an, an outcome and there's a value to both of you. And so again, you've probably had chats with people where you've thought, well, that was a really nice conversation. But when you actually come to think about what what moved forwards, how did I progress anything business-wise at this point, probably a bit more rapport building, but that's about it. If that person is a busy person, they need to be having conversations which actually result in something. They need to be moving forwards. It needs to have a value. Having a nice chit-chat is what you do with friends. Um, And that's brilliant if you are friends, but then you'd keep it to friends' time and they're not going to prioritise that conversation with you um, over getting some workload done. If, on the other hand, you can come in, you can share pearls of wisdom with them, you can help them make their business more efficient, or you can, you know, suggest, make suggestions on what they might want to do next. You're adding value and therefore, you know, that that's valued by them and that's prioritized by them. So it's not just a nice chat. Okay, so when you have nice chats with people, when it's just, a, oh, should we meet up for coffee and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll have a chat with what we both do there's no there's very little value in there they're the sorts of appointments that people tend to rearrange and rearrange because they're like i don't really see the point in taking time out of my day to have this coffee have this conversation appreciate now it's more of a chat over zoom or something but and that does place more of an emphasis on it on it being a business conversation but the key thing is is that the value has to be there for everybody involved if it's not then you get to a point where you're put into like the friends category so they're not taking you you're not on their radar as a a, a potential business partner or somebody that they would work with or use within your industry you are somebody who's a really nice person who they have a nice chat with about dogs and children yeah so make sure that you are always clear on the value that you can provide and that you are providing value to that person and and be conscious if you're not why you're not and make changes or or acknowledge that in some way bearing in mind how how forward am i being if this was dating then how pushy am i being do i need to 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 take my foot off the pedal a bit and and go at their pace um it really does help you with that metaphor because everyone's aware of people working to different paces people having different preferences on getting to know you um it does help you to then understand where your customer's probably at what you don't want to do is put a customer off and alienate them um by being too pushy when actually they would have bought had you gone at their pace Uh, we've been doing some work on our disc profiles in the office this week um ahead of taking on a new recruit and um it was really interesting in that that actually we, you know it's turned out surprise surprise that martin and i are both d's more martin's more di and i'm just a straight d um and for those of you which know about this profiling that's about drive and their focus you're driven and focused your supporting elements your attention to detail not so much um particularly not the supporting the the sort of going away and mulling things over we're very much into you make a decision there and then and obviously when you work with people who do need to go away and make decisions that can be quite frustrating and um, that also you know can can shed light on on relationships that you've had with people where you have thought oh you know i've basically pushed push push and that person is so far out of their comfort zone um and so you know you can begin to see the impact that you might have on your relationship with your customer because of your personality 
personality type and your own agenda. Uh, the key thing is, is when you're having a conversation with the customer, you want it to be about them. You want to be working to their agenda, meeting their needs. So it's bringing it back to that customer um, and ideally your ideal customer. So not just any customer, the, 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 perf- the customer you would like to be working with. Um, I've noticed that that basically um, a lot of the work that I did both on the challenge and with the academy guys and with clients before that has all been around ideal customer. Getting that right is a real solid foundation that you can base so many elements of your business on. In a nutshell, treat the relationship, the conversations with customers like the building of a relationship towards marriage. Marriage being the commitment of them working with you and then parting with their money to do so. Uh, That can really help you to understand that the pace at which you need to go the tolerances that people have and to make sure that you don't basically mess up so if you would like any more information or to find out anything else around this week's topic then please do head over to my facebook group which is selling without sleeves exactly the same icon it's a free group on facebook where i share little bits of snippets of bells of wisdom people share all sorts of different things and i do a q a every week where i can answer people's questions so thanks very much for listening today guys and i look forward to speaking to you next week when i'm going to be covering price bye for now Thanks for listening to the Selling Without Sleeves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening from to leave us a review. It's a good way for us to know what you like so we can create more of it.